0: Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate and talk about the freedom that we already have in Jesus. The Son has set us free. We are free indeed. And now how that can apply to every area of our lives, how can we live in the freedom and from the freedom that we already have in Jesus and we drink some really good coffee, so we're glad that you are with us today. We're getting ready to start a new series uh, on, a, on uh, addiction and addictive behaviors, but I, before we go into that, I'm just excited to announce we have finished our first devotional, uh, and it's going to be out soon, so I just wanted to give you a heads up and get you kind of looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a devotional all about our freedom in Christ, And I designed it for like daily readings, and so it's going to be like a daily, probably one-month-long devotional. And so look forward to that more coming in the next coming weeks as we are just finishing getting all that ready. We do already have a book, by the way, uh, that we released a little over a year ago called uh, The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. We'll put a link to that if you're interested in that. And uh so yeah we're look we're excited about that stay tuned for more of that. So well, we're glad you are here because and I want to say some things before we get into this today because we're going to be doing a probably a longer series on addiction. We're going to break these down into into segments and parts but but I, this is so important and I want to say some things before we get into this because again as uh, as we look at addiction, we know that the struggle and we know that the reality is is real i mean addiction is just a it 's just it 's there right it's it 's uh in front of us in so many ways uh and and so the reality of addiction seems to be really great, really powerful a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are dealing with it it it's it 's just so prevalent in our in our society. And so I want to come at this with a sensitivity because I I understand that I understand I was I was I lived as a Christian uh, addicted to pornography for 20 years of my Christian life, and so I understand that's why I do what I do because yes there are many people who who never uh, live in freedom from an addictive behavior but there are some that do and so I still minister to both of those. Those that are still you know, trying to walk that freedom journey and those that have experienced now this freedom and they're, they're walking in the newness of their identity in Christ and the freedom that He's already provided. So, so I'm sensitive to both of, both of those individuals and, and, and stay with this because I know there is freedom and freedom is so amazing and it's so worth it and it's so, uh, it's so powerful because freedom is a person. It's it's not a plan, it's not a program, it's not a book, it's not a message. It's a person and his name is Jesus Christ and I want to make sure we start off I start off with that because that is going to be the theme of this this uh, this series all the way through is that Jesus is the only one that sets anyone free. Jesus is the only one that has set the captives free. He said he came to do that and he accomplished that. And so this ministry, this podcast, this ministry is is always hopefully focused on that, the finished work of what Jesus accomplished for our freedom. We already have freedom. We're already living. We already have freedom, but we don't maybe know that and we aren't living from that. That can be the disconnect. And that's going to be where this, where the, what I've called this today, the addiction lie comes in because this is where it's so prevalent now within within Christianity. But I want to make sure that that I say that. And then secondly, uh, as we approach this, any any type of comment that I'm making about any type of programs or anything like that is is out of love because I've tried most of them. Uh, I've been a part of most of them. I've read about most of them. I've gone through most of them. And so it's not out of a condemnation. Uh, you may be listening to this, and you're a part of a 12-step program, or you're in something like that. So it's not a, it's not an indictment of those. It's just in a reality of, of, is that what really sets people free, or is it a resource or a tool that may be provided to help us along the way, but ultimately, Jesus is enough. He's enough. We don't have to add anything to what He's already accomplished and what He's provided for us, and so, so now we can live... In that we can live from Him, we can live from Him as our life, from Him as our source, not in thinking that we need uh, anything else to add to that. And that's that's what we're going to kind. Of, so I want want to make sure that I started that off. So as as I make statements about these things uh, again, it's yes, it's the journey that God's taken me on. But I want us to see how so much of this is ingrained in a in a belief. And so, if I believe that, well, yeah, Jesus is enough, but I still need something else, I need something more, he's not really enough, he's not really sufficient. I still, it's still up to me in some way. If that's my belief, still, I may not recognize that or see that, then I'm still going to live out of that. We just did a series on beliefs. Go back and check that out if you want. Know, we will not behave beyond what we believe. Behavior follows belief. Behavior flows from belief. We will act upon consistently what we believe. All of those things are true. And so the goal in this is lifelong, life long-lasting transformation. If, if my goal is just to stop looking at pornography, then that's, I, I would say that's a great benefit But that's not the goal. The goal is to know how free I am, and to know my identity in Christ, and to know Him as my life and Him as my source. That would be the goal I I I present to you, because that's true of you. If the goal is just to stop looking at pornography, well, an unbeliever can do that. Someone who doesn't have Christ in them can do that. They can do all the twelve steps, all the behavior modifications all of that, uh, and, and yet they're still spiritually dead because they're not in Christ, right? So that's, but that's infiltrated Christianity in the way we've developed programs and messaging and recovery and all of that. And you notice I don't use the word recovery, and there's a reason for that. Uh, and, and mostly the reason is is because I believe that that word can become an identity for us. I'm just in recovery for the rest of my life. I become, I'm, I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery continuously. And and I just don't. I find that people wear that as an identity, instead of I'm walking in the freedom. I'm on the freedom journey. Yes, I may still have the struggle. I may still have the. But 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 I'm not. I'm not in a constant state of recovery or in my 12 step. Because we become identified by our behaviors and whether we're either still struggling with the addiction or we're still struggling with uh you know we're still w- working the plan or working the recovery right Th- that becomes our identity so anyway i want i know it's a long preface but i wanted to make sure uh, because we're going to break this down into parts and so the, the, the title of this is the addiction lie is christ not enough <laughs> and you know i say that cuz i you know i uh, again as i began to start this ministry um you know just just seeing what was out there already in in dealing with you know sexual addictions from a Christian point of view, which is the the approach that that we take that I take uh what was being set out there, what was the messaging and so mo- most of those those ministries from what I found were were telling individuals what to do, okay, so it becomes a behavior modification. Uh, system or plan or or recovery. So behavior modification says, I'm going to deal with the externals. I'm going to put the filters on my phone. I'm going to have the accountability partners. I'm going to go to the groups. I'm going to go to the counseling. I'm going to go to, again, all can be great resources and can be helpful, but are they the true source of freedom? So what, if I believe that, then that's what I'm going to put my hope in, okay? Um Yet, no one has ever gotten saved or been set free from an addictive behavior by doing anything. The only doing that we've done is by believing. So we were saved. Okay, I want to read this scripture in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So again, look at that. It's it is by grace through faith. We believe it. Grace is given to us. Jesus was given to us as the payment for our sin, as for new life, and now through faith we believe that. That was spiritually revealed to us, supernaturally revealed to us, and we chose to trust that, to trust him, that gift of God. We could not work for it or anything. So the same way, in the same way, the freedom journey after salvation is by grace through faith it's not something else now, and that's but that's what we believe with salvation, yeah, we can buy that oh yeah i didn't I didn't earn that I didn 't work for that, but now I've got this addictive behavior, so I got to go out and figure out what to do. I got to figure out how to get free from it, okay again, no one has ever gotten saved by what they do, no one will ever be set free by what they do, only by faith. Okay, Only by grace, through faith, so it 's my belief in that christ is enough it 's my belief that christ so again we're going you 're going to notice that the theme i 'm talking about here is, is is a lie so and the and the lie and we would never say this so i 'm going to go ahead and give you the lie because we would i don't think we would really verbalize it this way or say it this way, but i want, I finally got to a point where this is what I was believing and here 's the lie that Christ is not enough to get free, whatever the addiction is, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's pornography, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's uh, drugs, maybe it's workaholism, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's eating, Maybe whatever those addictive, fleshly behaviors are. that Christ is not enough to get free. Now, He was enough to save me. I, I knew I couldn't earn that, but now it's up to me. So, we need, so So Christ is not enough. That's kind of the first layer of it. Uh, we need more than what God has provided through Christ. So when Jesus said, says it's finished on the cross... Uh, we need more than that, uh, and then here's the here's where it really comes in, and it's up to us to do it. It's up to me to to figure this out. It's up to me to be committed, to be to be able to work my plan, to be able to figure it out, to be able to f- get freedom, to be able to get righteousness, to be able to become a new creation. It's it's, it's all about becoming something that I'm not, and getting something I don't have. Let me say that again. It's all about becoming something I'm not. So I'm not righteous. I'm not free. I'm not a new creation. I'm just kind of a sinner. And then it's also then, so it's becoming something I'm not, right? And then it's getting something that I don't have. Okay? So I don't have freedom. i got to go get it. So now the search begins. And And then this is where the messaging comes in. Okay, uh, so only so if if that's the lie, then only truth sets us free. And that, but the, and, and and we don't we don't say, we would I don't think anybody would say, oh yeah, well it's it's Jesus plus nothing or it's Jesus plus this. We wouldn't say it that way, but we don't also don't say it's Jesus plus nothing. <laughs> it's He's accomplished all the work. What's my role? My part is to trust it, to trust that He accomplished it, and then I have everything I need right now. And you, brother and sister in Christ, that if you're in Christ right now, you have everything you need already in Christ to defeat whatever addictive behavior you have. Let me say that again. Right now, you have everything you need in the sufficiency and grace and life in Christ in you that you need to deal with any addictive struggle that you have. We either believe that or we don't. And this is where the lie comes in, because then the lie says, well, Christ is not enough, so we need X. Fill in the blank. We need, you know, we need uh, recovery programs. We need, we need steps. We need rules. We need principles to follow. We need coaches. We need counselors. And I'm a counselor. But now, as I've seen, I've even shifted my counseling over the years. As guys reach out to me, it's not a here's what you do. It's here's who you are in Christ. So I see myself more as a spiritual mentor and director than even a counselor in some ways because I want them to know who they are, what Christ has accomplished. Let's focus on that because it didn't earn them salvation and it's not going to earn them freedom after by depending on what they do or don't do. Every they, If they want to find a place to, to tell them what to do, they, there's many of those out there. And I didn't, I didn't, God didn't call me to share that message because then it becomes about behavior modification. It becomes about lust management, I call it. And, and that just doesn't work long-term because it's all about me and being able to do it, me and being able to stay committed to it. And so, so let's go. So only truth sets us free. Our response then again is, is to believe it, to trust it. Truth is revealed. Christ is sufficient. Christ is enough. Okay, that was for salvation, right? What was our role? To trust it, to believe it. Then, at that moment, he changes it. There's transformation that happens. Okay, now on the freedom, addictive behavior, the temptation comes. Truth is revealed. Matt, you don't really want that. Matt, that's not who you are. I trust that. I trust those statements, or I don't. If I trust them that I have everything I need for life and godliness, I have everything I need to say no to that, then transformation happens because God shows himself to be trustworthy. He deals with that. He's the one that defeats that temptation in that flesh. And I've, I've, my, my role was to trust him, not to figure out, well, I didn't have my quiet time today. I didn't have this. didn't do this. Didn't, I, I, I'm missing something. So now I got to figure out what I'm missing. I'm not enough. I can't, and I can't do it. And it's just so defeating because I tried anything and everything, I tried every kind of book, recovery system, whatever you could think, to to do it, and I will say this, there's a a lot of helpful advice. It's a lot of helpful advice, but if it's not truth, and it it can help make your life better. The 12 steps can help make your life better, there's no doubt about it, but are they based on the finished, fully accomplished work of Jesus Christ? Most of them, I contend, are not. And even some of the Christian ones are not. It's it's Jesus plus this. Jesus, yes, Jesus helped me, but it's still up to me. And if it's up to me, boy, on my best days, I'm not going to be able to get it done. I figured that out soon enough. And on my worst days, surely I'm not going to be enough to get it done. And so you live in this. we live in this defeated pattern as I did for so long where, yeah, maybe a few things worked here and there, but it wasn't long lasting because I didn't know that I was already fully set free. I didn't know what I already had. I didn't know the fullness of what I had in Christ. And I'm going to read another scripture here in a minute. But So, so again, we're saved by grace through faith. We're now set free, ongoing. The, the Christian life is by grace through faith. It's not different. It's not different. It's not now, okay, well, i got to add something to Jesus. So well, let's just be honest with this. The acknowledgement of addiction has never been more. We've never acknowledged it more. So that isn't the problem. The amount of programs that we have now. I mean, when I was first kind of starting on my, you know, freedom journey, um, you know, about about uh, in the late like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, in there, uh, there wasn't a lot of programs out there uh, for at least for pornography. There was there was a few, but now it's all over the place. So it's in, in a lot of ways it's become big business because we've thrown a lot of money at that too just like we have with alcohol treatment, drug treatment. So so the acknowledgement of that is not the problem. The amount of money that we're putting towards it is not the problem. The question becomes is any of it working then? So if is is, is it is it getting better in other words? And I contend just by and I'm work I work in this <laughs> on a daily basis, I contend that it's not. And my contention is, is because it's the way we're approaching it. Because most of what we're doing, most of what's being done or being said is not working. Just throwing money at something, just acknowledging the problem is not enough. Okay. And, and, and my contention is that almost every Christian program, at least from what I've observed, for the most part, is some type of behavior management, lust management type of thing. And I'm focusing on this on for the sexual addiction or product, but this does apply for, for pretty much every other addiction. If it becomes about self improvement, it becomes about behavior modification, it becomes about and again, all those things I'm not condemning. They can be very helpful and they can be resources. A counselor can be a resource, but it's not your source. A counselor can be a guide, I, I, and I say that I'm a spiritual guide, I'm a mentor, I'm, a, I'm coaching you, I'm encouraging you, but I'm not your source of change and transformation. I'm not your source. So if you're looking to me, I tell them up front, if you're looking to me for your source of transformation, you're looking in the wrong place. I can guide you, I can encourage you, I can show you truth, but ultimately it's trusting in what God says. It's, the, it's His work, His Spirit is going to be the one that's going to transform you. Do we believe that or not? So so it's a resource for sure. 12 steps can be a resource, but they're not your source, capital S, source. Having accountability can be a wonderful resource, but it's not your source. Having an app on your phone can be a wonderful resource, but it is not your source for getting free. And so if every ministry is kind of doing it that way, then that's what it's based on. Why? And so the question becomes, well, <laughs> why? Uh, and and that, and that's the lie because ultimately that's where the lie comes in. We we need more than what God's provided. We need we need we would never say it that way. I don't think we would. I'm saying that because I tried it all for 20 years, and it, it comes. It's it's at some point I just got to this point where it's like, well, I can't do it. I can't. I can't work the programs, I can't work the steps, um, they've been helpful maybe here and there, but I'm still, because I never got to the belief systems, it was all externally focused, and if I'm externally focused, then that's all I'm doing, is managing the externals. And so so, um, so why why doesn't it work? Why, why is it too, because, here, because we think, in some ways, I guess we think and we believe that it, this must be too hard for God. Is addiction too hard for God? I would say absolutely not, but because of the way we're approaching it, it seems that way. It seems that way. Uh again, because because we, again, we wouldn't verbalize it this way, but we but the way we approach things and the way we teach it and the way we've written about it and the way we've counseled and coached in it, it's 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 Christ really isn't enough. And I I've said this, intimacy with Christ and knowing Knowing what we fully have in him, knowing our identity, understanding grace, and what he's done to set us free, that is enough. That's more than enough. He accomplished everything necessary for our freedom. Now do we know what we have if we If we don't know what we have, we're still going to be living out of a sense of lack. I'm missing something. I got to go out and get it, and we would never say it that way but that 's how we approach it that 's how we're living it so so again, the lie and i'm I'm giving variations of it. The lie is we yeah, we need christ, yeah christ i'll take your help, but we also need something else, so it's Jesus plus something it's Jesus plus my recovery plan It's Jesus plus my counselor it's Jesus plus no it's Jesus plus nothing, and then my and then God's provided a counselor or a or a book or a resource to guide me along the way to reinforce some truth to encourage me. But that's not my source. See the difference? There's a difference between putting all my eggs in the basket of an external solution versus Christ is my life. He's already fully set me free. Let me understand grace and know how free I am. And then he's provided things. You know, he, God provided things in my life that I needed along the way. He did. And He provided a trusted friend and then eventually friends to be able, a few friends that I trusted to be able to share the struggle. That was a huge thing. He provided that. But that wasn't still the source of my freedom. He used individuals to love on me, as He will for you, and He can for you, to trust uh, trust them enough to say, "I can be free to share this struggle." That was a huge step of freedom. So He He provided that resource, but it still was Him as the source of it all. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. It's it's it's, it's if we if we focus on steps, plans, principles, accountabilities apps, any of those kind of external things, that's going to be our focus and our ability to live that out. And that's where the lie gets ingrained in us. It's now, it was always about me, and then when I failed, it was I wasn't I wasn't able to carry it through. I, I wasn't strong enough or I was too weak or whatever. None of that's the issue. I have the life of Christ in me, but I didn't know it. I didn't know it. So it's nothing, that's nothing but behavior modification when I say I got to focus on those things. Uh, trying to shape, and that's nothing more than trying to shape up the flesh. And we're going to, as part of this series, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the flesh. What is the flesh? Okay. But it, it, or it's, it's the other part of that is trying to shape up the flesh or the self improvement. I got to improve because I'm not enough and I can't do this and I can't, I'm missing this. Now I've got to improve myself. So by improving myself, then that's going to be the answer as opposed to, well, we Christ has already made the greatest improvement in me by setting me free from the power of sin, putting his life in me, making me a new creation, holy, righteous, and blameless in him. What's going to improve then is by me believing that. That's going to be the product, the fruit. The fruit of freedom is always belief first. The fruit of it then comes out of, yes, my life is now transformed, the behavior transformed, but it's not because I'm we're focusing on the behavior. It's because I'm believing I'm believing truth. I'm believing truth. And so only Christ, and this is where we're gonna end today, only Christ can set someone free. He is the source. And if anything doesn't point to the finished work of Christ, I would say this: it's good advice at best, it's helpful information, uh, it's useful resources. It's self-help at best, but at worst, it could also be detrimental because then I choose to focus on that as my answer. That is my source. So at best, good advice, helpful information. At worst, it's misleading me. It's getting me to believe a lie. And so now I see all those resources as as, uh, can be valuable and can be helpful, but they're not the source of what is truly setting people free. We need to know what Christ has done. The message, the, the the message becomes, well, I got to get something I don't have. This is two huge lies. This is the, the caveat of the lies. So now, because because Christ, because I believe Christ is not enough, uh, I, now so now I got to go out and get something I don't have. So what 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 did I believe I didn't have? I didn't have freedom, and I didn't have a new identity. So I believe those two things. Okay. That's a huge lie. That keeps me and kept me in bondage. That keeps people in bondage. That's a huge the two huge lies that that Christians have. That they're not free because they're focused on some behavior uh and and that they are they don't know their identity. And the enemy has done a great job of keeping us in those lies and those messages. And so now because that's in the message, or that's the belief, then the Christian ministries come in and say, well, now because you're, you, don't have, you don't really have those things, you gotta, here's the way to go out and get it. Here's the way to go out and become who you're not. Here's the way to go out and improve yourself. Here's the way to go out and say no to these behaviors. And you can find ten different ministries that will tell you ten different things. So which one do I follow? Which one do I go to? Well, you have the life of Christ in you. And this, these lies keep people in bondage. And this, this addiction lie, I believe, has, is the reason why, going back to why hasn't this worked, it's because it's, it's focused on what we're doing and not doing, instead of what Christ has already done, what He's already fully accomplished. And then we don't know our identity, and we're going to go into that more. I, I, the last episode, I would encourage you to go back to that, because I talked a lot about how we now identify ourselves by our behavior and so the, 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 the ending question I want to come to here, and I'm going to read one more scripture, is why, why are we unwilling to change in this? Why are we unwilling to change our approach? Um, and I think it, it comes down to beliefs. It comes down to the lying beliefs. We still think we can figure this out, that is this addiction too difficult for, <laughs> for Christ? And so now I've got to focus on what I can do to set myself free, and I'm not able to do it because on my best days yeah maybe I can do it for and I can get a few weeks of freedom and a few maybe a few months but then I'm just kind of white knuckling it I'm just kind of relying on my program or my counselor or my whatever and I'm not really understanding and relying on the power the true power source I have of Christ in me that's my freedom so are we are we why are we unwilling to change our approach I, I think a lot of it be, <laughs> a lot of it has to do with the fact that we just still are believing that lie and until that changes um, that's going to be where we're living. And so this is a scripture that I think um, will help us. It's in Colossians 2, um, and it starts, it starts out with um, – so here it is. In, verse, in chapter 2, verse 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. So there you go. We're focused on the principles of this world. Someone who's an unbeliever can do all the 12 steps, can do all the recovery steps to not look at pornography or to, or to stop drinking alcohol. They can do that. They still don't have Christ, though. So they're, so now that's infiltrated the church. All the principles of the world, or a lot of them, have come into Christianity, and now we've applied, instead of applying what's true about us in Christ, we've applied those principles to our Christian ministries. But then it says no, so then we've we've based that on human tradition and basic principles of this world. Rather than on Christ, but then verse 9, for in Christ, (laughs) here it is, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. My goodness, I would encourage you to go to that verse. That just hit me even right now reading it. Do you know you have all the fullness of the deity in you right now? That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All of it, the fullness of Christ in you, you have it right now. How many Christian ministries do you hear say that? There's your answer. But do I believe it? And it says, and you have been given fullness in Christ. You have been. That's verse 10. Who is the head over every power and authority? Oh, my goodness. And then it goes in. That, but here's where I want to go to later on in that chapter. He continues on in that. You've got all the fullness. In other words, you got everything you need right now. That's what I wanted to end in this. You don't have to believe the lie that it's up to you to figure this out. You have everything you need. Now, what are you doing? You're maturing and you're growing. You're trusting. God, you say that I'm free. I don't feel that. I'm not acting like that, but I want to trust you right now by by faith, by faith, not feelings. By faith, I trust. And this is when the transformation comes. But here's another part of this. So here we go. Verse 20. (laughs) <laughs> comes into the end of this. Since you died with Christ, wow, what does that mean? We'll talk about it. To the basic principles of this world. There it goes, principles of this world. Why as though you still belong why why as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? Why are you still submitting to the rules of the world? Well, because that's what we're being told to do, right? And then verse 21, it says in quotations, do not handle Do not taste, do not touch. I I would even add, do not look at, right? Uh, These are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. The 12 steps is based on human commands and teachings. It is. Uh, Such regulations, indeed, have an appearance of wisdom. Now, catch this now, have an appearance of wisdom, right? Going back to that question, why are we unwilling to change? Well, it has an appearance of wisdom, Okay, with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, oh, I'm just a dirty, rotten, whatever. I'll never get this right, and their harsh treatment of the body that can be the whole method of abstaining. of Of that would be like something, for example, with sexuality would be the priesthood. I'm gonna now because I can't, so I'm gonna go and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain because that's gonna be the answer to you know, sexual desire or whatever that may be, right? But they lack any... Here it is. But they lack any value, any value in restraining sensual indulgence. My goodness. If I would not cannot encourage you to go to a scripture, because why are we unwilling to change our approach? Why are we still believing the addiction lie? Why are we still in some way believing that Christ has done enough? It's right there. Because we've turned to regulations and human traditions and principles of this world that appear to be very wise and appear to be very helpful and appear to be what we really are looking for. But it says here in Colossians, Paul says they lack any value. My goodness, it took me 20 years to realize that. It took me 20 years of going down my own way, my own path, my own figuring this out to realize that all of that was just me trying to figure it out. And trusting in what worldly principles, and bringing them into Christianity, and that, that was going to be my answer. They lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. So it goes on. <laughs> it goes on then in, in, in chapter three, and, and, and but it's that's where it says in chapter three. So since then, so all that because all that's true. Since then, it tells us, well, you've been raised with Christ. So now, now what do we do? Set your hearts on things above. Or Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you, di- for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him. glory. That's the answer. Number one, he already says earlier in Colossians 2, you got the fullness. You've already got it. Now what have we done? Well, we've trusted in the basic principles of this world. They appear wise. We, we've 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 you know set all the things that were false humility. Well, I'm just a sinner. I just can't do this. I'm not going to be able to get it done. All these kind of false humility. We've we've self imposed worship. Look at me. Look at how this program. All this, uh, and we and we've also done the harsh treatment to the. We've we've tried all these things, and the, and they don't lack they they lack any value ultimately in long lasting transformation because they seem wise but they lack any value in restraining the indulgence. So then what do we do? Here it is. He tells us. Well, you've been seated with Christ. You've been, well, Actually, you've been raised with Christ. So what do we do? Set our hearts on things above where Christ is. Set our minds on things above, <laughs> non-earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your... There it is. When Christ, who is your life? What is your life? Who is your life? Who is your source for all of this? It's Christ. But do we believe it? Can we believe it? Do I dare believe Christ is enough. Do I dare believe that Christ is sufficient? Do I dare believe that he's given me everything to deal with this behavior? And now my role, my role, I have a role. My role is is trust. My role is dependence. My role is choosing by faith to believe what he's accomplished. And as I do, and we're going to get into this, as I do, transformation happens. But who's in charge of the transformation? Is it me? Is it my recovery plan? Is it my counselor? No he's in charge of the transformation. He reveals truth. We wrestle with that truth. Do we trust it or do we not? If we trust it, he shows himself to be enough to us. He does the transformation. And what does he do? He renews our minds. He shows himself to be our life. He shows himself to be our freedom. He shows himself to be the answer to any addiction. So to, to answer the question, I've gone too long, but to answer the question, because I get so passionate about this, is Christ, is Christ not enough? I would I would challenge you to seek the Lord with that. If you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, is Christ not enough? Or is He is He enough? And is what He's done and what He's accomplished fully enough and provided everything that you need right now to break the chain of that addictive behavior. Because this is more than just a behavior. He wants you to know. He wants you to know, just as you said there in Colossians 3, that that you died. Your old man died. You died and your life now is hidden with Christ. He wants you to know that. He wants you to know Christ as your life. That's what he wants you to know. That's the goal. The goal is not in behavior change. That's the product. That's the fruit. But it's knowing Christ as your life. And that he will handle anything that comes your way. By faith. We can now choose that. And that's when transformation came. I began to choose to believe what I already had in Jesus, that I wasn't lacking anything in Christ, that he was more than enough, more than sufficient. And yes, it took some time to continue to renew my mind because lying beliefs are deep-seated. And if I believe the lie that it really is up to me and that Christ is not enough, that's the core message of why why I believe these recovery programs are not working because ultimately it's that belief that I got I it's got somehow some way I've got to I've got to figure this out. I've got it's up to me to do something. What if it's, what if the only thing that's up to you is to is to believe it? To believe. That's the only invitation. He's given it all. We simply believe it and receive it. I want to leave that with you today. Please reach out to us. We're going to go into this more. I I started this off with a little long. Maybe you have to listen to this in two segments, but we're going to continue with it because this is so important. This is the mission of our ministry, Freedom for You. This is why we do what we do, because I want you to know what you have available to you in Christ is so much greater than all of these other messages. You have it all now let's learn and grow and mature. Let's grow up in what we already have. And that's when all of it kind of, all the other shackles of the lies just drop and fade because we now know that we've been hidden with Christ and he's our our life. That's what I want you to know. That's the goal. The goal is beyond just stopping some behavior. The goal is to know Christ is your life and your freedom and he is your source of all of those things. That is the freedom journey. That's what you have, brothers and sisters in Christ. You got it right now already. Embrace it. Believe it. Accept it. Trust it. Trust him because he is trustworthy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please reach out to us. As we said, we have some resources available. We have the book available. We have the devotional coming soon. We have coaching one on one, which can help you to engage with these truths if you'd like to engage with that. That's what we do on a weekly basis. We also have a men's group that meets once a week. Reach out to us if you'd like to pursue any of those uh, resources. As we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.